Hi, good afternoon. Good afternoon. That was the second take on that, by the way, because we didn't know whether it was morning or afternoon for a minute. It's because we're in that twilight zone between Christmas and New Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole day's messed up. So we're actually on episode... 47? Yes, 47. Well done. Okay, so what are we talking about today? Um, So even though we're in that weird zone between Christmas and New Year, it is Monday, so it's Marketing Monday. Marketing Monday, yes. Um, And today I wanted to talk about content marketing. And um, you see all these kind of posts at this time of year, or um, you might be on people's email subscribe lists and things, and they're offering like social media planners or, Mm. um, you know, blog content planners or you know, 52 weeks of email topics or all these kind of things, but... Well, it's a problem for most people, right? Because it's the idea of putting out content about your project, your idea, your business, whatever, every single day is a big challenge for me. Absolutely, but it means nothing if it's if it's not attached to any kind of content plan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you're just kind of grasping at anything that's kind of being thrown at you. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, if this feels familiar to you, you know, you, you throughout the year, you, you see, I don't know, it's International Women's Day, for example, and you're like, oh, no, I didn't know that was happening. Oh, I'll better post something about that. Yeah. And, oh, okay, I'll throw out a blog post and I'll do this. And, oh, maybe I could do some kind of, like, offer. And it's all, like, really reactive. Yeah. And it's all kind of, like, thrown together. And you're, you're kind of in that space all the time. So nothing's kind of planned ahead mm-hmm. or how that kind of interacts with your business. Or... It might be that you're brand new at this and, you, you know, you're going into business on your own and you're looking at all this kind of content and being, oh, what on earth? So I wanted to kind of um, teach or explain how to kind of build your own content marketing plan for the year. Yeah. Um, so this doesn't need to be a 2021 marketing plan. This can be used over and over each year. Um, and to do it properly, you really do need to take like a couple of days out to really kind of plan it. And if a yeah. year feels too much, just six months is fine. But just yeah. just so that you're ahead of the game, so that you don't end up being really reactive with your social posts or your um, blog posts or whatever it is, and kind of choosing which channels work best for you and just where you should be concentrating, really. Yeah, I think it's the biggest, it's the biggest reason why most people quit on doing any kind of content yeah. stuff. Because it... Because, like we said, I mean, we're on episode, what did we say, 47, mm-hmm. and you are shouting in, in, into an empty yeah. room. And then every now and then, something runs. Yeah. Um, like we've had the odd episode where suddenly, or suddenly loads of viewers looking at a particular video yeah. or listening to a particular thing. And we've had it in our Smiley Booth business where a particular post has suddenly just gone nuts. Yeah. And just because it kind of resonated with a particular group. And I think... Mo- that's like they're one in maybe a hundred or whatever it is and you have to literally be stepping up every day to do that same but thing but the chance it's... of getting those and assessing why yeah. is so much higher if, if you've got an actual content plan rather than as I said like just reacting to something and throwing something out there well if you've got a content plan and you and, and that's mixed with some kind of scheduling way yeah. of doing it as yeah, well exactly. you end up as in okay this day of the month I'll just like my plan is this, so I'm going to do that, which you'll go into in a yeah, second, no doubt. Yeah. But and because that's what we talk to about with our franchisees yeah. as well in Smiley Booth is they will often be they'll either do loads of content for a few days or none at all. Yeah. And it's mainly because they've had a busy few days, they're inspired in that point, yeah. and then it stops. I mean, and we've been guilty. Right? I was about to say, hundred um, percent. And when things move fast, 
you end up being really guilty there. And I, I've done that loads, you know, things are going well, so we're doing all of this stuff. And then suddenly, as I say, something like International Women's Day pops up and I'm like, oh my God, I didn't yeah. plan for that. And trying to squeeze it in. And then there wasn't really a lot of point because it didn't actually adhere to our messaging at all. It yeah. was just some random post. And yeah. it, I wasted like three or four hours doing that when maybe I didn't even need to acknowledge it that particular day or thing or whatever it was. Well, the crazy thing is that is a fixed day of the year as well. That's what like I mean. You can find that out exactly. before you even enter the exactly. year, right? Um, but yeah, finding stuff that resonates with your brand is, is important. Yeah. But you can also... Or your audience even, even if it's not your brand. If it's important to them, yes. that's just as important. Well, especially if you... Because you can have a run-up to that. Exactly. That one day could be actually end up being a week because exactly. you're talking about yeah. it leading up to and in post. Yeah. And you can collaborate with other people yeah. and all sorts of things. So yeah, having it's having a plan is is so important, and it means that you you know if you do see these old you know fifty two social content ideas or email opener ideas, whatever, you can still go ahead and buy those or download them if they're freebies or whatever, yeah. and then build them into what you've already got. But you need an overarching plan in the first place. Yeah, otherwise absolutely. it's all meaningless. Well, it just takes all the stress out of it. Yeah. It just that's the key thing because it's. Social media is one of those marketing activities because because it doesn't cost you anything but time. Mm -hmm. There's there's no consequence of not doing it. No. If anything, it's there's benefits of not doing it yeah. because because you have more time to do other things. But it's one of the only channels. That if you go back, if you go back, like I was going to say in the olden days, but <laughs> like if you go back in the day, How old are you? Yeah, I know, <laughs> olden days, um, but. In the, in the olden days you used to <laughs> knock on people's doors you used yeah. to do all of these like leaflet drop and everything else and we don't tend to do that anymore That's but again like, that would have been with way. some kind of plan yeah it would have been but my point is that um say if you were knocking on people's doors or whatever it is right and then fundamentally okay you could argue that that is a free activity only required your time and that was a marketing form right mm -hmm. Everything else in marketing outside of that activity costs you money nowadays, yeah. right? Apart from social media marketing, yeah. where you can get a massive audience, massive number of eyes on your product or service um, just by showing up every day. Yeah. And the algorithms over time will complement that activity yeah. over time and show that to more and more and more people. Um, but the, the daily thing can be in, in addition <coughs> to a proper plan, as it were, you know, yeah. just posting a, a couple of things per day personally or um you know just nice to have so there's nothing to stop you doing that but your overarching plan should have um goals associated with it should yeah. have reasons for people to kind of what are you trying to achieve with that yeah. piece of content do you want them to subscribe to your youtube channel do you want them to subscribe to your email list do you want them to buy something do you want them to recommend somebody you know, it's got to have some some kind of meaning behind it. Otherwise, you're you are just wasting your time, really, because you're just sitting there hoping that something might happen. <laughs> yeah, and if you've got it mapped out and yeah. you have an idea as to what your content is, that that carries on irrespective of whether you add to it exactly. or not. Exactly. That's the key thing, yeah. isn't it? That's what we often tell um, our franchisees and other people that we know in business. It's like get your core messaging, yeah, like scheduled in, and so that that's that's running. And then when you want to add an extra post. Yeah. Or when you do get around to doing a post, it is an extra post. Yes. It's not, a, oh, you've posted because you haven't posted in the last three exactly. weeks. Right? Yeah, and posting, like, even if it's, well, not just posting, but some piece, some kind of content once or twice a week 
that's part of some cohesive plan yeah. is way better than, oh, yay, I'm on it this couple of weeks and I've posted three times a day and I've done this, this and this, and then, oh, I can't be bothered anymore because nobody's listening to me. You well, know? And it's tiring, <laughs> exactly. right? It's, we, if you look at, um, like we have scheduled lots of posts for Smiley Booth, for mm. example, and for any of our business activities, generally we schedule stuff in. Um, but some of the platforms require a lot of mm. activity before they'll even be before your account's even picked up by an algorithm. So I think Instagram is something like three times a day, just general posts plus stories, mm -hmm. and stories can go up to thirty stories or fifty stories in yeah. a day. And so you think, Jesus Christ, that's that's insane. And then if you're on TikTok, that's three to five posts every day. Yeah. Um, before anything really starts to get and and doing that for a long time, yeah. Um, YouTube, God knows. I mean, that's uh, you have to post really regularly and consistently on that to get any algorithm movements on there. So basically, what I'm saying is, having a plan and having a schedule takes the stress out of all of like, oh, I've got to show up again today, and God, what am I going to put? And feeling like you don't have to be everywhere again. Yeah. If you've got some kind of um, overarching plan, you'll know which platforms to either be on or not be on, or just some that you concentrate oh, your on more than is. others. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're aiming at something specifically targeting teenagers, then you wouldn't necessarily go to Facebook. Or LinkedIn. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. But, it, it, but, and, but if you do feel like your business crosses most of those, there will still be some that are better than others for you, and then you can put more time into those than others. Yeah, and they all require um, a diff different method of uh, distributing that exactly. content yeah. right so for example they all want you to stay on their platform they yeah. don't what well, they don't want and the mistake I mean we've made it and we've made it that, and we accidentally do it every now and then um, with our, all our activities yeah. we're not immune to it but um, redirecting say for example you've done a YouTube video that's talking about your business and then putting out on Facebook uh, as a YouTube video link well, you're redirecting that audience yeah. out of Facebook onto YouTube. It's like, yeah. no, 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 that should be a native video inside of Facebook. Yeah. Like that's, it's like little things like that, that um, these these platforms will make you jump through yeah. hoops before they and start getting engaged. Seasonality as well. I mean, in, in uh, <coughs> Smiley <coughs> Booth, we're very guilty of um, lots of activity kind of January to March time yeah. where we're quiet and we've got all the wedding plans, uh, sorry, um, fairs and stuff kicking yeah. in and the trade shows and then maybe kind of September, October time as well, like building up to Christmas and all of that. But in those other times when the seasons kick off and we're really busy, yeah. all the other things slide. Whereas if you had that content plan and I don't, when I, when I say a plan, these are like the building blocks of a plan. It doesn't mean that you have to have, you know, 400 posts done and dusted and all lined up ready to go it's just so that you've got this framework so that week to week month to month you know what you're doing and can plan ahead for it yeah um so you're going to go into the plan in a second um what i will say which no doubt you will go into in a sec is everybody should get in who's curious about uh, putting content together and all this kind of stuff stop doing one piece of content yes absolutely right yeah. it's a and then thinking, right, I'm done. And then waiting for the next day or whatever it is. That's an enormous amount of pressure. You should allocate time to bulk content. Mm -hmm. And if that's one day in a week or one day in a month or whatever it is, it's, mm -hmm. that's, that's a way better way, productive use of your time. 
because it's getting your head in the creative space. Well, it's, it's, it's based on a topic as well. So say, I don't know, you've got Valentine's Day, obviously, in, in kind of six weeks' time from now, which is a great kind of lead time to, yeah. to work on something. So you, it might be that you release, um, you, you've got some great, great offer that you want to do for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. So now is, is a perfect time to have, you know, three to five blog posts associated with it, with it, of which each of those blog posts can generate another like 10 to 15 um, social posts mm. each. You can do a video on it. You can go on other, if you don't have your own podcast like we do, you can go on other people's podcasts to talk about it. What All these different things that you can build running up for the next six weeks. Yeah. Whereas what a lot of us do is, you know, 10 days before Valentine's go, oh crap, it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> Quick, we need to stick an offer out or whatever it is. Well, it's worse than that. We, you do that and then you kind of half ass it yeah. because you're racing around. And then you're a bit embarrassed about putting it out. So you <laughs> sit on it for a few days. And then before you know it, it's the day after Valentine's Day. <laughs> and you've wasted like, all oh, your time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and we've definitely, we're not immune to that. We've definitely yeah. done that kind of activity because... The, no one's going to call you out on it. That's the thing with with social media and um, content creation. Nobody's nobody's holding your feet to the fire. No, no one's saying well, you've got to show up and do this content. I think the worst ones we've done is when they've been semi successful. Yeah. So we we did a we did it a few years in a row um, where we did a, a Valentine's um, competition in our in our photo booth hire business for the best proposal story yeah. would win free photo booth hire. <laughs> and it always worked quite well. You know, we'd get quite a few entrants and a bit of buzz about it. But really, we could have really pushed that. You know, we could have, it could have been something that went around the wedding shows. It could have been in, in local press or whatever. It could have been so much bigger had we planned it earlier. Yeah, it was something that got more people involved. That's what I mean. Yeah. They could have because because people genuinely obviously liked it because they, yeah. they put their stories in, etc. Um, so it, it was successful, but it could have been so much more successful had we well, planned it better. That's the cool thing about content creation. The reality is if one person likes it, if one person engages with it, then a thousand people will. Yeah. The only difference, and, and more, the only difference is that you haven't figured out how to reach the other 999 yeah. yet. That's all it is. That's, but the moment, you, if you get a resounding no, <laughs> you yeah. put a piece out, you know you're, you're barking up the wrong tree. But generally, the moment you get a small reaction, you sh- you've got to capitalise on that. Yeah, absolutely. So should we dive in? Um, yeah, go for it. We've um, also created a template. So this this is a quite a value packed episode. So do like have a notebook and pen and, and take some notes. But we have also created a template as well, which will be on the Smiling Entrepreneurs um, website, smilingentrepreneurs.com, uh, where you can download that and then fill in your bits as, as you want and need to. And as I say, it's not a 2021 content plan. It is kind of universal for whenever you need to build your content. So, so the first thing to do is um, review your current content. So what over the last 12 months or however long um, has been working for you? And if you're brand new um, to, to business and you're, this is a new venture for you or, or something for um, you know, the new year, then look at what's been working in others in your field. Um, look at posts that go really well, blog posts that have got tons of comments, YouTube videos that have got lots of interaction and comments. Like, so what, what content is, is resonating with people? Uh, and by the way, you should define what really well is because yeah. that's... Well, I suppose um, it, dep- it depends on your niche though, doesn't it, really? Yeah. So, the, and I'm not saying that we should tell you what that is, yeah. but um, fundamentally, why are you doing the exercise in the first place? Well, is it because... You want to make brand awareness. Is it because you want more inquiries? Is it whatever it is? Define what 
that success should be because that's fundamentally why you're putting your time in. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. And then look at what doing well is that through that lens because it might be you'll look at the last 12 months and go, well, actually, the only reason why I'm doing this activity is to get more inquiries. Yeah. And you'll look at your last 12 months activity and it's delivered you jack. Yeah. So it's like, well, okay, well, there's something broken there. You're, there's something in your messaging that isn't delivering that thing that you're trying to do yeah absolutely so so assess what you have been doing or as i say what your competitors or peers have been doing um and also within that look at what you enjoy as well um whether that's which platforms you enjoy being in or which kind of content so um i i like to write but to be honest i don't particularly enjoy blog writing because you have to bring in so many kind of technical aspects to blog writing that to me it interferes with the actual writing and therefore takes me a lot longer. So mm. I always thought I enjoyed blog writing because I like to write, but then it dawned on me, no, I don't. So I often outsource that. So it, look at what you enjoy because you won't do it if you don't enjoy it. You won't keep up with a, a committed schedule. Um, and that's what you need more than anything. You need to be able to, to be consistent. And it's like we've said about this podcast a lot of the reasons that although we have committed to it every day, we do enjoy it. I think if we hated it, we would have stopped by now. Well, that's <laughs> that's what I was about to say is that like there's look at all the channels and at least have a go mm-hmm. at all of them. Right? Because yeah. weirdly, if, if anybody's been watching or listening to this from episode one, you'll see on episode three is the first time we did a video mm-hmm. for our video podcast. And we looked... That we would not look at the camera. <laughs> we were we were obviously very uncomfortable. The idea before doing the video, we were both very uncomfortable about the and whole thing. And then on before we didn't do video again. No, we didn't do. That's right. Yeah, we did the video on three, and then we were like, yeah, we won't do it on four. And then we were like, no, we're being we're wussing out. We've got to do it on five. <laughs> so yeah, if you see a gap on the videos, it goes three then five. But the point is, we now really enjoy the process of video yeah. because it allows us to really dive deep into a particular topic if mm-hmm. that's what it feels like right yeah more than writing a blog post well, or that's, what, uh, that's what yeah? i was going to say that you know um we've put out more content than we've ever put out since doing this blog cast but blog post podcast blog yeah. <laughs> podcast um because to us i mean it's not for everybody but to us it is easier and more enjoyable to do it this way yeah. than to write about it loads yeah. um and and that's so if there if you if there's something that you have found throughout the year or um generally that you're very reticent to do then that's going to carry on that's not going to suddenly change yeah. so if it's a platform that you really feel that you should be on then try and outsource it and well, get it- somebody else to do it or, or just stop that platform because you will not be consistent unless there's some level of enjoyment there. Yeah, but if you're reticent to do... Like, we were reticent to do video, but we hadn't really given it a go. Oh, yeah, there's not a properly. difference. There's so a difference. there's a difference, yeah, there's yeah. a difference between you've given it a damn good go and you still hate the bloody thing yeah, doing exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Then fair enough. But if you're reticent to do it and you've not even given it a chance, then then you're missing out because we're, we're on, what did I say, 47? Yeah. So, what is that, 45, 44 what? videos that we've done? Oh, what, because we didn't do the video? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the reality is we've done around 44 hours worth of content yeah. on video now, and this feels very natural yeah. now. It feels something that we're very comfortable with. You, But on day one, that was definitely not the case. So give yourself the chance, is what I'm saying, because once you find something you enjoy doing that makes the creative process easier, 
as you said at the beginning, yeah. it you'll just keep showing up because it's not a job. It's just you like doing it. Yeah, exactly. I, I was telling you the other day, wasn't I, about um Pat Flynn that's been doing a live every day. Yeah, that's crazy. For three hundred days. And that, so a live that, video every day. Yeah, on YouTube. And that that didn't start as intentionally doing that. He just he did it for a couple of weeks at the height of the original first lockdown and um in, in the spring and, and just kept going because he, right. he felt it was engaging for his audience, he was getting good results doing it and he was enjoying doing it. So it, he kept kept it up. And and there's a there's the other thing, because we've been asked a few times, how on earth are you doing a podcast every day? And those people that already do a podcast every day will be going, shut up, Liam Kate. It's, like, <laughs> it's the easiest thing in the world. But for us, it was very daunting to do that. And for a lot of our uh, kind of business associates, friends and family, they were like, how on earth are you doing a podcast every day? But the more you do content, the easier it gets. Mm. Like because your brain is, is is it's it's a bit like a muscle in that yes. in that asset, yeah. right? It's like you're constantly flexing that, and you're constantly getting better at seeing opportunities for content and relevance and everything else. If if you just said at the beginning of this journey, oh you you're gonna do have to do X Y Z, we it's that thing you said right at the very beginning of the one of our earlier podcasts. It's like. Sometimes when you don't, when you're new to something and you don't yeah. really appreciate it, how hard yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. you find new ways of doing it yeah. and everything else. So yeah, the more content you do, the easier it does get. Yeah, well, it's the planning of this that's kind of led me down this road of content planning because it has been easier once you've got this kind of idea of where you want to be taking people Yeah. Um, rather than just, ah, it's international such and such day. <laughs> yeah, which is just, it's just stress that so you don't need. Exactly. So um, yeah, so where uh, the other the other way to look at it, if um, other than just enjoyment, is where are you inconsistent? You know, look at your previous posts on whatever channel, and ha- is there like a period of time where you're really inconsistent, and and try and kind of figure out why that is. Like with us with Smiley Boo, that's usually because we get exceptionally busy in the height of season. So find ways to mitigate that. Do you need to bring in extra hands at that point? Do you need to do more automation or whatever it is so that you can be consistent? Because that really is the key. I heard um, Rachel Hollis talking on a podcast a couple of days ago about, um, and I hadn't heard this phrase before. I don't know who actually said it. She she was paraphrasing from somebody else. Um, that if you just keep hacking at the tree, it doesn't matter how big the tree is, it will fall down. Yeah, well, yeah. And I was just like, that's so simple, but so yeah, true. Yeah, and it it, she is. said, consistency is the key to everything. Yeah. She said, no matter what, you, whether you're trying to hack down a twig or a hooping great tree, just keep going. Yeah, I think sometimes there's... I, th- I think we expect re- return on investment yeah. just way too early mm. a lot of the time, don't we? That's part of the problem. But it's interesting, if you've ever seen where social media is concerned, I've certainly experienced it, where I've seen other businesses or whatever it is, and they're they're nailing their social media. They're on it. Wherever I go, they just seem to be on Facebook, Instagram, like just every platform going. And I'm like, they're everywhere. And the moment they've kind of popped up in my vision... I'm like, how are they doing all of this? They must be super busy. They must be super... Like, yeah. And there is that impression, that feeling you yeah. get from that activity. And and all they're doing is just being disciplined and consistent with it. Yeah. But it resonates with your audience and with your competition and with yeah. everybody else when they see that, Jesus Christ, look at all of that activity. Well, and a lot of the time they will have a, a team in place, but... But that team needs a plan. They can't. Mm. They can't just have, all have be doing their own thing. They all need to be working together towards some kind of content plan. I do think teams overcomplicate things sometimes. Though I think Maybe. I, I think it's important. To, don't get me wrong. It is good to have a team. Yeah. But 
when you're starting out, I think that can be like, oh, you you need to have a tip. It's like the Gary oh, yeah, Vayner, no, no, no. You need like to Gary Vaynerchuk, for example, yeah. right? Obviously, he's got a big marketing company. Yeah. But a vast majority of the content that's produced by Gary Vaynerchuk is off his phone. Yes. Yeah. And he just chucks it up. Yeah, Russell Brunson is the same. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, and I think there's there's a lot of people that just think that's not for me because I'm not big enough yet or I can't yeah. do that because I need people to do X, Y, Z. Oh, no, you don't like, need no. them. I just meant if you do have a team, mm. you need a plan just as much as anybody else because they mm. all need to be singing off the same same hymn sheet. So, um, so we, from doing that kind of review, uh, ask yourself, what needs to change? Um, what systems do you need? You know, there's tons of automation tools out there, which I'll include in the, the template. Um, that you can use um, and what ones resonate best with you work best for your business um, and what would make life easier to, to create this consistent posting and um, consistent content and what help do you need like we've just mentioned that you don't necessarily need a team but you know having a, a, a virtual assistant or um, a couple of freelancers that can help you you know on a few hours a week basis can really make the difference between you putting out great content and you just shoving stuff out every now and then because you're too busy mm. so and again that might just be certain points in the year that you need that which is what certainly yeah. what it was for our business we don't need it all the time yeah. um but occasionally when we get way too busy don't want to let those that social stuff go so bring in somebody else that can help you. i think yeah i think certainly at the beginning if you're if you're not an established business and this is a and you're just entering into this you need to be you need to be involved in it in, in all aspects of it yeah. because you'll get feeling for, okay, well, what kind of messaging actually works for me? What do I enjoy doing? And what resonates with my brand? Whereas, <coughs> excuse me, when you farm out too early, mm. like it's definitely important to have somebody in when to mitigate the times when you're just too busy to be able to do the social content yeah. stuff. But if you're thinking, oh, I don't want to do social media, like uh, there's a business associate of mine, for example, he's just started a YouTube channel and the first thing he's done is he's brought a guy in to grow his YouTube channel. He's going to start doing videos and he's, this guy's going to come in and do it for him. But the thing is, that whole messaging and that journey for that guy is going to be led not by the creator, but by the, the strategist. Mm -hmm. And so fundamentally, he's going to get a bit lost in mm -hmm. that. And you need to be the one stepping up doing it all because it's, it's then more authentic, right? Yeah. It's more you doing it and you work it out. Yeah, which... It, which goes for if you're a service, if you're a product, or if you're a personal brand, you know, all all three very much need to kind of have a personality behind them. I think yeah. some people with products think, oh, I don't need that, it's a product, it, it, it's its own thing, but it's not, it still needs that kind well, look of Look at story. Innocent, like we mentioned Absolutely, before, yeah, that's yeah. a product, but they, they've got a huge personality yeah. when you look into their branding. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So um, the next thing is to link it to your goals. So obviously a great time of year to be planning your goals. Um, if you haven't kind of got your goals for the next year, three years, five years, um, that's not essential to kind of tie it to, I want to be moving house by such and such, or I want to have lost however many pounds. It doesn't necessarily need to tie to your life goals, um, but it does need to um, tie to your business goals. So is it that you want to increase your, um, like a face, like a group type, like whether that's a free Facebook group or, or a paid membership group or whatever it is. If you're, if you're wanting to build your community, is that one of your goals for the year? Um, or are you just wanting to grow your email list? Or are you planning to launch new products further down the line? So you need to tie 
your content planning into kind of key elements of, of what you're trying to achieve within the year and, and certainly at different points as well. Um, and within that, think how, how can you serve your customers? Um, and again, at, at what point can you serve them? So if, again, for us with Smiley Booth, um, we're kind of January to March, we're normally very bride focused because that's mm -hmm. when everyone's looking at things. Beyond that, kind of in the summer, we start to shift to corporate focus because that's kind of coming back around to winter and, and some of the bigger shows are in the summer as well. So look at where you can serve your customers best, when they're likely to be looking out for your material. I mean, now is an obvious time that everyone looks for goal planning, New Year's resolutions, um, ways to change, all of this kind of thing. So obviously content's quite led by that at the moment. Yeah, I also think that you need to be the, when you're doing content creation, what you're doing is you're trying to create, you're trying to cultivate a fan base, right? That's the purpose of it. Yeah. So when you're thinking about goals, uh, what you said just now is, is spot on when it, they don't necessarily tie directly to, oh, I want to be able to buy a nice car or move house yeah. off the back of having, off the back of being a really famous YouTuber or something yeah, exactly, like that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Because that's a lottery ticket, guys. That's not... That's not reality um, for most most content creators. Um, but what is the reality for most disciplined content creators is cultivating an audience and a fan base. Now, and a percentage of that audience and fan base will down the road either recommend you to your potential customers or become your potential customers for your particular service or product. And so when you're thinking about content creation, it's like, well, how do I cultivate an audience and a fan base that will spread the word of mouth mm. for me and make my my brand stand out. And, and so, and that's all we think about when we look at content, right? Mm. We're, we're just looking at, right, what was the reach? How many people actually saw this yeah. stuff? And how many people engaged with this stuff? Because, again, it's it's just you're trying to raise your fan base. Not but just... it, it also dictates that the, the, the goal that you're trying to achieve with the uh, content dictates the kind of type of content. So for example, if you are trying to grow a Facebook group or just a, a membership community, some kind you are trying to grow your community, then you might want to be considering things like a challenge where people mm. can all get involved and help each other and you're building that kind of community aspect. Yeah. Or if you're launching a product, um, then it might be you, you want to be doing like a teaser campaign where you, you know, you're dropping things in. Like um, a lot, that's quite common with book launches. I've noticed it on podcasts quite a lot. Um, podcasters that are releasing books, right. like in the weeks and months leading up to mm. the release, they'll read a chapter of their book as like yeah. a teaser. Um, and then few weeks later they'll read another expert and then finally the book will come out like a few weeks later so it obviously really dictates what content you want to be releasing and um, because it needs to have a goal in mind with it but it's also what you describe and you see all the time with content is there is always a journey yeah it's not generally social media and and that and content um engagement doesn't tend to be very transactional it is like there's a lot of guys that are selling these courses about how to make millions mm. online doing yeah. like on Facebook and all this kind of stuff. But Facebook ads and and or social media ads is very different to content creation. They're two separate activities. Yeah. And with content creation, you've got to think of it in terms of a conversation yeah. and a relationship building. And like you described that podcast and the chapter, chapter, chapter leading up to the book. Yeah. They formulated this relationship with their audience yeah. so that by the time the book comes out 
that audience is really hungry. Well, it all sinks because the paid stuff will also have a place in that. They, they'll have done like this drip feed on podcasts. They may have gone on other people's podcasts. You know, there'll be all this blog post and content in that way. And then the paid ads will come in. Yeah, yeah. And the paid ads will be so much more relevant yeah. because of the content that's been created before that. And then you've got to remember that offers are part of a good content plan as well. So what are you going to be offering? Is, is that book going to be, you know, a pound for the first month or whatever, or free for the as free plus shipping, which is what mm-hmm. a lot of people do, isn't it? So, you know, it, the, the offers is part of that content, which I'll, I'll come to in a minute. Um, so it, it all kind of feeds each other. Yeah. If, as long as it's planned, that's, that's the whole point. So um, I've mentioned this briefly as well, is, is the uh, timely. You know, uh, we've mentioned seasonality, certainly in our business, um, but what's going on in the world around you? I mean, obviously, um, COVID is, is a huge thing, but are people COVID fatigued? They don't want to hear about that. They want to hear about something else, something different. Um, so, so try and kind of, I know when you're looking into the future, you don't have a crystal ball, but try and um, look at seasonality, look at these international days, because you can just Google international days of the, of the world and you'll get ones relevant for different countries as well as like, and they're very yeah. random <laughs> you do get like really random stuff but but it's it's fun to build in these things sometimes you know if you if you've got a pet business and it's international dog with the waggiest tail or something <laughs> i have no idea but <laughs> they they really feed into the way you can build content around it yeah. so especially if you if you're feeling a bit blank and you've got no ideas and you're like oh i don't know what to do in may of this year or whatever yeah. have a look at what might already be out there because it and it can help you collaborate with others as well yeah uh, so that's that's something that you can build in um and on that same vein trends as well look at um people uh, and what what they're touting the kind of 2021 trends to be which we actually covered on a an earlier podcast at the be- it was beginning of december i can't remember which number podcast it was but um it was a, a i'll link it on the on the website but it was we looked at marketing trends. It was a marketing Monday, so that's easy as well. <laughs> yeah. But we looked at marketing trends for, for the coming year. Um, so do look at that. So what content is more trending, which video is, is obviously way up there um, with one of the most engaging contents that you, could, that you can use. Um, User-generated content, that's what people are liking, seeing. Yeah, I mean, the more you can get in, you can be open yourself up to be influenced by external stuff like seasonality like Mm -hmm. trends and all this kind of stuff it's it makes your creative process so much easier i mean we've the amount of times certainly in the early days where we used to build content and it always felt like we were we were just scratching around just trying to find any idea to post exactly and you end up posting a picture of your coffee mug or whatever yeah. and then that's it you know so well and people say you know don't don't be afraid to go against the tide and do different things and that's absolutely true but when you've got loads of people already google searching like this time of year as i say people will be google searching diets and fitness plans mm. and goal setting and all of that why swim against the tide when you've got all this traffic of people mm. looking for that stuff yes there's lots of other content out there on that stuff as well but it's important to be found at the right time when when it's top of mind for people yeah and it's and it's not a, so if you listen to that and thinking well okay well mine's got nothing to do with fitness or anything else it's not you don't you don't have to be directly related to that you can just come up with a humorous response to that yeah. in some way shape or form it doesn't it, it's that's the creative about process your own personal journey yeah it doesn't doesn't need to be um, you know, within that, I mean, my uh, my PR coach that I'm working with at the moment, she recently got on the radio herself, um, uh, because she does wild swimming, 
Um, does she? Yeah, well. she at this time of year, like December and that. Really? Yeah, and she oh. she does like river swimming or sea swimming or whatever, um, and that has nothing to do with PR, but no. she used it to her advantage because it's something interesting and it's something that people have, have kind of got engaged with. Yeah, it's so, showing up. I mean, yeah. how many times do we see that on interviews and so on? And someone's yeah. talking about something that's that doesn't seem relevant exactly, at all, but yeah. they've got some random experience with. And you think, well. Why did that come about? It's just because they're being seen. Yeah, absolutely. And when the reality is, if you're not creating content and on a regular basis, you just you literally disappear into obscurity. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so that's goals, timing, and trends, um, and then the, the types of content. So, as I said at the beginning, what what kind of resonates with you, but also what resonates with your consumer? What resonates with your customer? Do they like to read, or would they rather watch a video, or would they rather listen to a podcast, or would it be all three? Um, you know, try and tune in to what your specific customer, your audience, is looking for from you, and and accommodate that because that's obviously the preferred way that they want to consume content. And again, that can also be a seasonal thing, like this time of year, for example, more people would have more time to read newsletters, to read blogs. Mm. Um, whereas another time of the year, they might just want to listen to something on their commute to and from work or whatever it is. So try and be in tune to that as well as to what type of content not only works best for you, but what works best for your audience. Yeah, you, uh, yeah having that idea, in your head that you're not your customer yeah is really important when it comes to content yeah and, and we've learned we've we keep learning that yeah absolutely yeah. it's a balance because platforms we don't would never have dreamed of using no. before but we have to yeah exactly i, I mean it, it is a balance you know, <coughs> if we had a, a product i mean this we do post this on tiktok anyway but if we had a product that was very kind of teenage focused and TikTok was where we really needed to be pushing out loads of content. I would get in people tell me, I'm not going to sit there and suddenly start dancing on TikTok because it's not authentic, it's not me. Yeah. So it, it needs to be a balance between what is you and what you're comfortable with and what your audience wants as well. But we've seen we've seen franchisees who have, we've got direct experience with franchisees who just don't like Facebook. Yeah. And you, you we teach them, like, this is the process, this is how you yeah. cultivate an audience. Got other franchisees who are, well, I don't, I'm, not used to using Facebook, but I'll have a go, and who just apply the practice and get yeah. custom, get customers regularly through that platform. And, yeah, it's very easy to dismiss certain platforms because yes. your own bias. Yeah. It's like, well, if that's where your audience is, that's where you should be messaging. Yeah, so. yeah absolutely. That's, that's, but, again, it, as I say, it is a balance between what, what you – because like, you, you just won't do it if it's, if it's something that's not – comfortable with you so um you've got to try and strike that balance between an authenticity and and what your customers are, are looking for as well oh so what you're suggesting is okay so i you and i are different on that then in so because i i took that you won't do it if it's not what you're comfortable doing is in the process of content creation as in whether you write whether you video whether you whatever yeah so yeah um but you can distribute that on any platform. Yeah, absolutely. Like you, you should, like it shouldn't be a so so. I I think you have to be entirely agnostic where platforms are concerned. It's wherever your customers are based. It is, but what I'm where, saying whatever is your it, preferences to the platform. Yeah, absolutely. But what I'm saying is something that's um, like something that like LinkedIn. The two extremes in my mind are LinkedIn and and TikTok. You know, yeah, TikTok is yeah. very. Uh, quite teenage early 20s it's all very fun and dancing and and um like uh what's the word um pranks and that kind of stuff do you still stuff. think that's the case i think it's mo it's changing because yeah. more people are adopting it but yeah. i still think that's it's 
main audience at the moment, the larger percentage is still that. And LinkedIn, again, is changing, mm. um, but that's still, it's larger audience are people that are already in business or in careers. Um, so you wouldn't put pranks on LinkedIn, for God, example, no. um, even if pranks was what you did and you identified your audience was on LinkedIn, you wouldn't try and force the two. No. So that's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a balance between um, what you, it's, it's like you said about somebody that you were following on LinkedIn, uh, on TikTok, um, one of the people that you follow on Instagram. Who is it? Um, uh, Jocko, one of those? Uh, David Goggins. David Goggins. And you said that um, his TikTok is lots of kind of quotes, quote images. Was that the one that you meant? Uh, no, but which, yeah. Which was the, the three you said this morning, and one of them posts lots of quote images on, on TikTok. Uh, I can't remember now, but yes. But it's one of the three that you often follow on uh, Instagram. Yeah. But I bet you that they're quote images because he doesn't really want to be on TikTok himself because it... He's not comfortable doing that way of doing things. It's yeah, different. see, I think, I, I think what we're describing right now is our, our we have a, uh, we already have a predefined idea as to what that platform yeah. should be, yeah, or is because yeah. we were introduced to it. But these platforms move so fast, yeah, that you can have a vision of what that platform is, but that it might only be a year out of date, yeah, right, in terms of, but the but the actual audience and the actual like interaction that people are having in it it's entirely different to what you think it is yeah. and that's and, and the reason but why they we're do have their own language so you do need to kind of it tiktok's very instagram like yes there's they're very uh there's there's a very similar feeling about it yeah. all in terms of how the how you go through the videos and how you how you post and yeah. the hashtags it's yeah. it all feels very very similar um but i mean we've only just entered into for smiling entrepreneurs a few days ago, we entered into TikTok, and um, I had exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, and it's probably the algorithms just picking up the fact that I'm uh, like a bit older and everything else. But most of the people that I see on it are not kids. No. Um. So they generally tend to be about my age, maybe yeah, a bit you, younger. You were, as you said, being presented with oh Jesus, yeah, very stereotypical, scantily clad. <laughs> well, girls because you're a bloke in his 40s oh yeah so yeah if thought, i know what you're like <laughs> yeah if you're a male you may like this or not like this but just be careful if you're male and you decide and you've got your going into this uh in, into tiktok as one of your marketing channels i didn't realize this but i i set the account up for smiling entrepreneurs and i thought i don't want to i'm I, I'm not going to dive headlong into TikTok in terms of start looking through everybody else's accounts and start following loads of people. So um, I just want to just post some content out there and just see what happens. So I posted, started posting content out there. But the problem is when you open up the TikTok app, what it does is it first thing it does, if you've never used it before, is it immediately drops you into the feed yeah. uh, where where everybody's content is. Right. So before you can go and look at your own profile to see, OK, well, how how's the last video that I posted doing, right? So <laughs> the problem was TikTok obviously identified that, right, this guy's in his 40s and uh, he's male. So what's he going to like that's going to keep him on TikTok? So every time I'd open the app, it was just lots of scantily clad women, big boob women, just like dancing around, right? And I, kept, I said to you, didn't I? Yeah. I was like, it's obviously targeting me because... It obviously thinks the only way I'm going to keep Lee on this thing is just to keep showing scanty clad women. And then Annabelle, our daughter, 
came like I was I'd opened it to look at it and she clocked that I'd opened TikTok and she saw that there was a scanty clear woman. She said, Mum, Mum, <laughs> Dad's looking at women women on the phone. I was like, No, it's but the moment so I deliberately followed, I thought, okay, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna follow three people. I think it was David Goggins, Jordan Peterson and some That's what I was talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay. David Goggins, Jordan Peterson and I don't think they're the actual accounts. I think they're people that just like right, their content. Okay. That repost their But that's what I mean. They and just posted quotes rather than the normal kind of videos and stuff that you well, see. Well, I don't think those individuals would be on TikTok. There yeah, you go. but you're right. That's what I'm getting um, at. <laughs> and then one other kind of businessy channel. Yeah. So the, the account's now following three people. And then, funny enough, that whole timeline just completely changed. Exactly. And now I don't get any of that stuff on exactly. the platform. But because um, the algorithms now think all I'm obsessed with is Business men. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm getting at. You have to speak that platform's language. And if that's something that you're not comfortable with, then you need to kind of seek expertise on that, whether that's getting yeah. someone to post for you or just getting someone to to help you adjust your your brand slightly yeah. and, uh, to, to what is suitable for that platform. But it's make like, sure it's up to, I suppose the point I'm trying to make is make sure it's up to date. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the dancing girls or yeah. whatever, um, that's definitely part of that platform. Yeah. But it's, but, it's not all of that platform no, no, no. by any, any stretch of the imagination. But that's where the plan comes in. Yeah, you're planning your content yeah. around these things. Is is that you said that that was the algorithm for you when Annabelle had TikTok? I mean, we removed it from her because we didn't realise how invasive it was when she first had it. But um, but she had set it up as a thirteen because mm. that's the the lowest that you can go. And she's immediately just fed constant pranks, isn't she? Yeah. Because yeah. obviously that's Which what a, a lot of teenagers like. Exactly. Yeah. So um, so yeah, it's. It, it is, they definitely have their own language. I mean, um, uh, you even said about the hashtags. I mean, you don't tend to use hashtags on Facebook. Occasionally no. people do, but it's not really the language of Facebook. So it's, it's understanding where your content is best received, where your audience is, but also what fits you, especially if you are doing it on your own, because it's very difficult to be everywhere at all times and you just won't do it if it's overwhelming. No, you're right. Um, but do it. The more you do it, the more you learn that. Yeah. And uh, and it's a bit like us with this podcast, and we've said this on numerous occasions. We can't determine success or failure with this podcast until we've done it for long enough. Yeah. And um and you should have exactly the same approach. You should say, and it's not a few days or a few weeks when it comes to content creation. You have to give yourself months. Yeah. If not you, if not a year. To actually determine whether it was whether a particular channel was yeah. a worthwhile, and that might seem daunting for you if you if you're listening to that or watching that and thinking, oh, I don't I don't want to commit to that, then don't even start. Yeah. Because that's what it requires. Well, one of the the things uh, Russell Brunson says is to master a couple of platforms first, mm. and then bring in another one, and then bring in another yeah. one. Don't try and um, master all of them because you you'd just be spread too thin. Yeah, and so. be and just be careful with it with with any one of the platforms it, because their whole thing is to keep you on that platform. It's when you open the app, the whole thing is to keep you on that app for as long as possible. Mm. So th the reason why TikTok was showing me women wearing hardly anything is because it was it was doing everything it could to keep me just scrolling down. Well, that's like know? the... Um the documentary, isn't it? The yeah. Social Dilemma. Is that Social Dilemma on yeah, Netflix. That's, yeah, um, that does exactly that, isn't it? They're, they're, they're all trying to keep that boy on the on his phone. Yeah. Those characters all trying to do that. Yeah, so find a way. So the way I, I mitigate it now is I, I open the app for uh, TikTok and to upload the content. 
And then if I want to see any of the analytics, if I open TikTok on my laptop, mm-hmm. all I get is I go straight to the analytics page. Mm-hmm. That it, it doesn't take me to the thread. Mm-hmm. So that's how I mitigate it. And it and again, is a bit it, of a Pandora's box, uh, social media anyway, isn't it? In terms um, yeah, of, I mean, I'm not sure about TikTok because I'm not that familiar with it, but automation tools will take a lot of that away from gotcha. you as well. Not just, not just by... Um, <coughs> The fact that you can um, program and um, schedule all your posts, um, it's the fact that you don't have to go into the apps themselves to do that. Yeah, because so they're time, they can be exactly. time based. Yeah, um, so finding a. Really so, the, the, well, there's two ways of doing that using some kind of automation tool. I'll list some options um, on, on the website, but things like um, Buffer, Hootsuite, there's lots mm. out there and they're, they're very inexpensive, and some of them even have free versions. Um, so, using something like that, but also if you do go onto the platform, because Sometimes it is nicer to just be sat on your phone just doing a few bits and pieces in the evening rather than at your laptop or part of your day, however you prefer to do it. Um, but if, if you do use the, um, the apps themselves, get rid of all the dross. You know, unfollow you. You can mm-hmm. you can remove. What what do you do? You, so yeah, so unfollow people rather than unfriend. The moment people, I'm you? friends with anybody on Facebook, uh, I learned this trick years ago. Yeah, because certain people on Facebook were some people quite close to us, like family wise and so on. They would they were the they would always post some pretty horrific things on there. Mm-hmm. They'd either have some random political view. Um, that would drag me into some kind of conversation or they'd be constantly posting some, I don't know, it could be like an animal rights thing. So yeah. like their page would be full of some pretty horrific images and stuff like that. And I found out that I could just unfollow them yeah. rather than unfriend them because obviously if you unfriend, it creates a massive problem. Yeah. So, and so, and that became a habit. So everybody, I've, I basically unfollowed everybody. Mm-hmm. I think there's like three or four people I follow um, now Um but outside of that, I, I've unfollowed everyone. Yeah. It just means my timeline in on Facebook is so clean. Yeah. I don't get... I Because, again, all these apps are designed to keep you on them. Yeah. So everyone's producing... All your friends and family are producing content all the time on these platforms. You're going to scroll. Yes. And then a, the two-second job becomes a half-an-hour job. Oh, how many times do you go on and forget why you were there in the first place? Oh, but that's... Yeah. And we're yeah. not designed to deal with no. that. So... Oh, it's yeah, one of the jobs I've actually been doing over this kind of Christmas break is um, unfollowing stuff, um, removing, uh, unsubscribing on all my emails mm-hmm. so that my email is a lot freer to start start the year with. Um, and also adverts, because if you get a load of adverts thrown at you on, on anything, on, on YouTube, on Facebook, on anything, you can just press the kind of button in the corner, whether it's like three dots on Facebook, I can't remember what it is on YouTube, and say, don't like this advert and you yeah. won't get shown it again. Yeah. Um, so it, it seems... Um, you know, uh, not wise to kind of spend your time doing that, but it's it, it just like three seconds or whatever stops you your brain being pulled into this another time and another time. Yeah, another you've time. just got to constantly be decluttering. Yeah, all the time with with social media. And again, now is a is a great time to be doing that. Yeah. So the last um, step with the the framework, um, which we again we touched on earlier, is to work backwards. So if you choose these points throughout the year that you know you want to be a key piece of content for a particular thing um, and you've chosen uh, your goal for that content, so whether that's building your community, making a sale, getting a sign up, getting a referral, whatever it is, um, then you, you want to be working backwards from that so that you can start to schedule the release of, again, you don't have to have created all this stuff now. You don't have to say, I don't know, you're going to be releasing something for Easter. Um, and you want to start 
the the post going out mid-February or something like that. They don't have to be ready now, but you've just got that schedule in mind that that's when these things need to start going out so that you can plan it into your daily tasks, weekly tasks, monthly tasks, whatever it is, so that it's not a surprise yes. when it gets there. Uh, and then you haven't got an offer ready because I, I, that's the bit I find the most stressful because I know that a piece of content should have a goal and I know all of this stuff. Yeah. But when I see something that needs to be done urgently, I'm like, oh, what's the offer going to be? And then you end up like throwing some random offer together that's not very powerful. Well, it's worse than that. (laughs) What you end up doing is you say you throw everything at the offer last minute, but because you haven't planned it for the weeks or two weeks or three weeks or whatever beforehand, you're, you're trying to peg those first few weeks on the other side. Yeah. So you get all these people that come in post offer closing saying, oh, well, what about me? Can I have that now? (laughs) And and you you can't then say no. Yeah, you can be a lot firmer with your deadlines, which again, as as we've spoken about in previous uh, podcasts on selling, you know, creating that scarcity and that deadline and the urgency is a really powerful way to get people to sign up, to join your community, whatever it is that you want them to do. If if it's going to be taken away from them, that's what people will do now. And as you say, if you've not built up enough lead time, you get insecure about taking those deadlines. Yeah, you do. And there's nothing to say that you have to let that person disappear into the ether. Like you could, if someone's come to you and say, oh, I really like that offer. Can I have it? You say no. Just take their details and just say, look, when the next offer comes. You'll have a follow up for the people that have missed out. Exactly. It's very, very much about, as you can probably tell, (laughs) about planning your content way in advance. It doesn't need to be the full year. If the full year feels overwhelming, just do the next six months. Um, but really trying to get ahead of the game will just make life so much easier for you and, and you can start to measure all the, the content that you've put out there so much more accurately when you know it's not just been like reactive. and, and Yeah, and, uh, and if you're listening and watching this and thinking, well, I don't even know where to start, that's why um, you've created the planner, yeah. which is on the Smiling Entrepreneurs website, smilingentrepreneurs.com. Yeah, it'll also and be linked on, on YouTube and yeah, on the podcast platform. Yeah, which as you well. can just download and use. And um, yeah, that with the help of hopefully this episode and that, you'll be able to start getting some idea as to how to schedule your content. Yeah. But if you're, and if you're not thinking, if you're, if you're listening to this saying, oh, I don't know if I really want to bother doing all of that kind of stuff, it's like, well, what alternative have you got? You've yeah. got to pay, you've got to do paid ads all the time. Trust me, that's painful. If you're just doing paid ads, things get very expensive very quickly. Yeah. So yeah, you should definitely have a paid ad strategy, but you it should be combined with a, a good, strong content strategy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it, it, it's, it kind of, they boost each other, don't they? Very much so. They, they work um, hand in hand and make, make the other one much more powerful. Absolutely. And get better results. Yes. Which is what it's all about. Yes. <laughs> There we go. Well done. Until tomorrow. Yeah, episode 47. 47. Cool. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.